Greetings from Urbana, Indiana. I'm your host, Russ Bauer. Welcome to My Pipe Dreams podcast. It is presented by Callenborn Aversist Corporation. In this and upcoming podcast, we will explore the 100-year history of Aversist Corporation, of Callenborn Calprotect, and my 45-year affiliation with KAC and Callenborn International, as well as employees, customers, suppliers, and some of the applications we work on. And as always, you can find more information about us on our web, U.S. website, callenborn.us, and our international website, callenborn.com. Today's guest is Leticia Geitzen. Leticia is from Minnesota. Yeah? Yes, sir. For a long time. <laughs> uh, uh, she comes to us from the mining industry. She is a new employee. Uh, we'll explain all that here in a minute, but uh, she has been working with us in certain portions of the mining industry uh, for a little while. And Craig, our president, has known her, and uh, we were interested in furthering our presence in that area specifically. And so we were able to come to terms, and you started with us basically today. A couple weeks ago a couple already. Weeks ago, yeah. Good, yeah. good, good. Okay, well, so, so what we do is we just talk about... Uh, uh, who you are, what you like to do, what your intentions are, background, all that stuff. So I'll just let you get started and I'll, I'll jump in whenever I think I need to. Sure. Sounds good. I'm not talking about anything that's interesting. You go ahead and change it. <laughs> that's okay. So um, I'm a fourth generation iron range miner. So the iron range uh, in northern Minnesota has been mining iron uh, for almost 150 years. And so my... Uh, Great-great-grandparents uh, came uh, to northern Minnesota to be in the mining industry, and almost every male in my family um, has worked in the uh, mining industry in some way, shape, or form. And I followed in those footsteps as well. I'm a civil engineer, and, and when I was going to college, I attended um, and came back during the summer and, and worked at a couple of the mines and, and fell in love. Uh, so when I graduated with a civil engineering degree, emphasized in an environmental, went and uh, ran an environmental department for one of the mines. And so uh, I, mining's in the blood and it, it was really hard to, uh, to change that. So I started in the iron industry, but we also have a huge resource in northern Minnesota of copper nickel. And so uh, uh, halfway through my career so far, I switched over to work on what was then the PolyMet project uh, to permit a new copper nickel mine in uh, northeastern Minnesota. So as an independent or with one no, of the I was companies? with the company. Yep, okay. I was with PolyMet, okay. and and that's gone through some some changes in ownership, and uh, and so uh, it's now called New Range mm -hmm. Copper Nickel. Um, but that was the original PolyMet project. And, and and where is that in the grand scheme of things? It looks like a go. So, uh, it, you know, permitting anything in the U.S. takes uh, time yeah. and, and not for the faint of heart. Of so <laughs> uh, on the project, it received all of its permits in 2018 and 2019, and it has been tied up in litigation since then. And so they uh, recently lost one of their permits, but they're working their way through the process of getting it back. Sure. But, but no, no production yet. No production. It's an existing iron facility. Um, it operated as Erie Mining Company and then LTV. And so they're taking out some of the old mills right now. They're doing a bunch of work, um, removing some of the old rod and ball mills and getting it prepped for construction. 
Um, so they are doing some work, but they can't mm -hmm. build anything until they get all the permits back. Sure. I saw on LinkedIn a company that I know is uh, doing the demo in the ball mills. Oh, Lakehead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh, I, follow, I follow, I, uh, it, uh, being a, a, a miner, albeit a coal miner, uh, still mining, one of my specialties over the years was uh, coal. And uh, I did I did dabble in iron ore as a sales guy for Abresist for a number of years. Not much in copper, but uh, I know the uh, HIBTAC and MINTAC and all the iron ore mines up there fairly well over many years until uh, we we put a gentleman in that area, Steve Ness, uh, thirty years ago, and then he covered he covered the mining industry up north. But but I spent a lot of time and I and and mining is uh, also something I believe is close to me because I. I have no background in it, no family or anything like that, other than the fact that some of my best friends were coal miners. And I spent a lot of time in southern Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, uh, working in the coal mines and, and wash plants and so forth. And and then, of course, my true specialty was blast furnace plants and uh, iron ore. Uh, I have cars still with iron ore dust in the carpet from my many years of traveling in the blast furnace industries and working with the uh, stacker reclaimers and the way hoppers and all the the day hoppers and scales and belts and so forth that are all red from uh, from iron ore so so i i have a little soft spot i i belong to uh, several of the same uh, groups on linkedin as you do of course better in our backyard all the big mining uh, groups and i follow them pretty closely because i'm I'm, I'm a believer in the fact that we need to do it here. Yeah. And, and I think you must be the same. Because Absolutely. Uh, we, we have the resources here. We have the knowledge to mine them correctly and safely. And environmentally correctly is, is, is one of the big keywords now. And, and I know you have uh, spent a lot of time doing just that. When I really think it's the responsibility, we're we're the ones using these metals. Sure. So it's it's I feel it, it truly is our responsibility to be the ones that mm -hmm. do mine them and do it safely for our own consumption. And we can do it. And all we have to do is convince people that are unknowing that we're doing it correctly. Yeah. So so uh, a lot of times, uh, uh, better in our backyard is a group of folks that are like-minded. We, we think it's important to, to mine our own resources and do it responsibly. And to, and, and a part of that group is, is education, you know, educating not only their immediate neighbors, the people that are opposing the permits probably, but also some of the uh, larger groups, if you want to call them that, the fanatics that say, oh, no, we can't do that. We don't let's do it let's do it somewhere else uh, the lithium folks they they want all their lithium but they don't want it to have any impact on anything here in the united states and i think that's very sad and uh short-sighted so uh so you you just spent a lot of time in the permitting process just tell give the listeners and and, and some of these folks are minors that are listening to this so uh, and, and they may or may not know what that process is all about very governmental very political so give us a little quick synopsis of what that is exactly. Yeah, and it, it depends. So early on in my career, I started working for National Steel. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, at that time, you know, it was it was in the late 90s and bringing in some new environmental rules and regulations. And so it's it's really, you know, going in and, and working with the agency to get the types of things that have to be monitored and tested and then implementing them. And as a, a young woman starting out in the career, it was, you know, going into the plants, you know, 24 year old to, you know, the guys that have been running it a certain way. And it's we've we've been doing it this way forever, honey, and we're, we're not changing. Well, 
the rules change and you, you have to implement. So it, it's really what regulates and, and puts together all the different requirements. And, and so that was an existing facility. But when you go in and start something new, it's, a, it's not only just a state process, but it's a federal process. And you have to do environmental review before you can even start the permitting. And so it's a very, very lengthy, to do, to do it in the United States, they're saying seven to 10 years, and, and most places don't, don't even get it done in that time. And, and PolyMet uh, had started in 2006 and got all their permits in, in 2018 and 2019 with the federal last permit. So it's a very lengthy, you know, multi-agency involvement, both at the state and federal level to get all the different permits. Is part of that review congressional? So subcommittees or so the PolyMet project had some congressional because it also had a land exchange uh, tied to it. Um, so there was, but in the end, we ended up going through the process and just doing the land exchange with the Forest Service. But there was looking at a congressional land exchange. Yeah, I guess the reason I asked that is uh, I have friends and enemies in Congress. Everyone does. Uh, anyone at any level of any industrial has people that like you and people that don't. And I wondered if. If the other than the, the the senators and reps from the area, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and so forth, are there friendly groups of senators that believe the same thing we do? Both parties have people that oppose, and and so it's, it's we always try to avoid politics and just you know tell the story. Sure. Um, but it, in northern Minnesota, most of the local legislators, which tends to be more Democrat. Um, understand the history of mining, the importance of mining, and and know that that area is really tied to mining, and, and know that you know it's been going on since the you know late 1800s, and, and people still want to come there and vacation there and yeah. live on the lakes yeah. because yeah. the water's cleaner there than you know in the metro where a lot of the opposition um, lives. In, that's a that's a very interesting point. I think uh, as a as a as a fisherman and a traveler throughout Wisconsin and Minnesota, I think people would be shocked to know how much industry is there and how much beauty is there as well. So so uh, to 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 coin the old phrase, beauty and it, it can it can work hand in hand, and it's all about the people that do it. Uh, there's nobody in Minnesota or Wisconsin that's going to build a mine and, and run their tailings into the creek anymore. Uh, it probably happened at one time or another, maybe a lot of times. But I think it didn't take long for folks to realize that that's not right. And there's ways to do it. It's sometimes expensive, but certainly worth it. And if you ever get a chance to go up north and, and uh, canoe or fish or whatever, I think you'll see that, that what they've done, you and your folks that live there, and believe in that spot have done is, is incredible, really. So Well, who better to want to do what's right and protect the environment than the people that right. live there, work there, and exactly. recreate there? Yep. And, you know, they don't want to dirty their water or not have right. be able to eat the fish or whatever. Right. So, so yes. we just need the world to recognize that and realize it. It makes the process a lot easier. Uh, unfortunately, and sorry about this, my attorney friends, but a lot of attorneys involved and a lot of time spent litigating and uh and that pays money, so Absolutely. it's kind of, a, kind of a tough part of the system that we seem to be able to not get far away from. So, Callan Born Abresist provides wear-resistant linings with excellent abrasion and impact resistance, specifically constructed for use wherever wear and abrasion are a problem. Let's get started on our next lining project. Visit CallanBorn.us. So that's awesome. Okay, so we know that about you. Um, uh, 
dare I ask, family, married, mom, dad, still around? Tell me about a little bit about you. Yeah, so um, my actually, I, I've taken about nine months off before joining uh, Callenborn because of family. Um, my father um, has been having some health issues, and so I took some time off to help them, and I'm so, so grateful to do that. But I'm also married and have a son who's a freshman in college. Very good. So uh, we're... We, I grew up in the country, we're outdoors people, we have a cabin, spend a lot of time on, on water, and yeah, you yes. don't, most people don't live in, in, in northern Minnesota and, and, and enjoy the outdoors, you, that's just kind of goes with the territory uh, you I have think to. I it's the same. Yeah. Uh, it, it is the outdoors from yeah. where we live here in Indiana. Uh, when I go up to the Boundary Waters, or I go up fishing quite a few places in Minnesota with my dad, and uh, it's... Uh, it's it's very rural. Let's just very put it rural. that way. So, and the people are awesome, and and uh, the weather is sometimes not so great. You guys get a lot of uh, bad cold weather in the winter, but I think most of you are from there, so you. Well, you know, that's part of it. I don't know that I would say that this year. Everybody yeah. is saying there's no great cold weather yeah. and and uh, yeah. no snow. So when you when you live in northern Minnesota, you love all four seasons yeah. and. And we didn't get much winter so far yet this year. We had all our winter compressed in about four days here yeah. for, uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was below zero for way too long. And in Indiana, that's uh, that's just, it's hard on us. We, we we know it's coming. We've been dealing with it all our lives, but we don't have to, to like it. So it never waits till I start my vacation tomorrow to go to Florida for a while. It never it never starts that after I leave. It's always, it's always the week before. So... So, so, okay, other than working, do you snowmobile? Well, not, yeah, so again, yeah. huge outdoor this year, no snowmobiling because no, no. we just haven't had enough snow. Um, we do a little ice fishing, spend a fair amount of time uh, in Voyagers National Park, uh, camping, as well as uh, in the Boundary Water. So we, we, we really do like the outdoors, so it's, whether it's camping, fishing. Biking. Any, any critters on your land? Horses? We we live in the country, um, but just a dog and a cat. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we've got trails and hiking. My husband hunts. We have lots of deer on the property and four wheelers. We around here are we ride rangers everywhere. So yeah, we have four wheelers. We I've been trying to upgrade. I'm getting older, and it'd yeah. be nice to have a side by side. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we have four wheelers right now. Yeah, of we we made that uh, switch a few years ago with heat and air conditioning and radio and all the comforts of home. Uh, it seems odd, but again, I, I keep saying this, I'm older than I used to be, so it's a uh, much, uh, much nicer. Got to take care of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Too late. I already, <laughs> I already, I already beat mine up. Um, okay. So the future you, you're, uh, and, and I, I, you know, I've been involved with hiring folks at Abrazist for lots and lots of years. And, uh, from the point of generally just getting them in here saying, here, how about this? guy gal and uh this time you're, you're the first uh person that has been hired at Aversist that i wasn't involved in the process so so uh, uh I, I guess my question is what what do you what do you what do you envision this job being what are you going to do what are you going to do next week well i you know i'm, I'm still learning and uh and and the reason I'm here is because of Craig, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I I knew Craig, and he, you know, talked to me about it. And I'm like, I've, I've never done sales, you yeah. know. Yeah. And he's like, Honey, you've been selling the the Polymet project <laughs> for 15 years. I've never met a better saleswoman. Yeah. You know? There you go. So I'm I'm super excited. So again, I'm in, I'm I went to school for engineering, and uh, I was part of a 
it was called the Society of Women Engineers. And I remember going on a field trip down to the metro and we met with all these different women. And I, I remember meeting with this woman and she was like in her late 20s. She had this beautiful house. She had a cleaning lady and she was a saleswoman. She did engineering sales. And I'm like, I like to talk to people. I could totally do that. So it, so it only took me, you know, 25 plus years, but coming back around to what I thought I would do when I was in college. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, I found uh, in my experience uh, nearly 50 years with this company, uh, and, and speaking for myself, I guess I throw myself, most of the sales people, the engineering sales people in, in Calumet and just weren't salesmen. You know, we start, I started out in the shop. Uh, Dylan, uh, the other new guy, he started out with his dad, uh, you know, doing service calls. So a professional, if there is such thing as a professional salesman, I don't know what they are, who they are. So, you know, we, we, we tend to take our background. I worked in the shop for five years, worked in a foundry while I was in college. And uh, uh, one day the uh, former president, Joe, just said, hey, why don't you come sell for me? And I laughed at him and laughed at him and laughed at him. There's no, I couldn't sell candy when I was in the band. I was too shy. <laughs> and people have our time believing that now, but, but I just didn't have any skills as far as people were concerned. I could talk very, uh, I'm a very engineering. I can, I, I'm famous for saying I can not only build you a, fl a rocket ship, but I can fly it for you because I'm a pilot and I love all that stuff. So. So all that transfers into what you become over the years. And, and uh, the sales gig at Abresist or Calamborn Abresist is, in my opinion, and I, I may get in trouble for this, but it's, it's more of a service job. You know, you're, you're going to go out there and you're going to find out what people need and you're going to get it for them. And they're going to pay you. That's cool. That's the cool part about it. They pay you well. But, but basically, you know, you just, just walk in and say, hey, what kind of problems do you have? And, and they're going to tell you because they, they want you to know. And uh, uh, putting them on paper and conveying that to our inside group is key, obviously. But I, I sense that you have a, a good imagination. So uh, I started out my life on a lot of bar napkins, you know, because back in the old days, that's what you did. You'd yeah. sit around, have a beer, and draw out a cyclone or a pipe system or something. And they still find them upstairs in the in the uh, files and make fun of me. But the truth is, that's how it started back in the 70s and 80s. And a little different today with our scanners and so forth. And the inside help that you'll have here obviously didn't exist that then. So you're very fortunate to have a crew here that is beyond cool. Absolutely, right. You so I was able to come in December and meet everybody. And yeah. that was a, a big selling point too, yeah. right? The yeah. the yeah. the support and the knowledge of, of the folks that work out so of this building is amazing. This is a, this is a good outfit. I, yeah. I, I, I worked here a long time and now I'm technically retired from the everyday thing, but I'm not going to ever sit here and say I don't miss it. You know, I miss the people, but fortunately I get to come in whenever I want and do this type of stuff and have fun. But I, I couldn't imagine just walking away in cold turkey and not ever coming back. I I was so thankful when when, when the management team offered me this part-time gig and, and uh, so I could still kind of hang out. And if somebody has a real technical issue at a power plant, I can still go with them because that's still all that knowledge still dwells in here. And, and, uh, I suspect there'll be a time when I may go to help you somewhere. I was we'll going to say, I hope to yeah. extract some yeah. of that knowledge. Yeah. We'll so see. <laughs> we'll see if I remember it, but, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, I, 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 I'm proud of what is in this building, the people, the technologies and so forth. And, and I'll tell anybody about it because I spent my whole life making it what it is. And, and I think you'll, I'd be shocked if you ever have a day that's bad because everybody here is so supportive and, and uh, it's a family. You know, we, 
we won that award again this year, the best place to work in manufacturing two years in a row. And I, and I talk about it on every podcast. That's a big deal in the state of Indiana, the best place to work in manufacturing yeah. two years in a row. Super that, cool. That's just a spectacular accomplishment. I just, it's never been done. I doubt it ever happens again. If we hit it three times, I'll just have a fit. I just can't imagine uh, what that would be like because it, it's a testament to not only Craig and, and, and Scott and Troy are leadership now, but really it's a testament to everybody that came before them. So, so uh, I'm, I'm proud that you can walk into a place like this and hopefully make your career, your young, young gal, you should be able to work here for a long time. And, and uh, I think you'll find it'll be fun. That's the, uh, we, we, whenever, whenever anybody talks about Abresist or Calamborn Abresist and, and the, and the, and the colleagues that you've worked with and the things that you, that you learn, they associate Russ with fun because I can't not have fun. I, I, I would never. I've be already able to. heard a few stories. No, okay, well, let's let's save those for some, some other podcast. Yeah, well, I, I feel like it's appropriate. You know, you, I, I, I couldn't ever go through my life not having fun or being fun. It's just there's so much out there that is serious, and and there's times to be serious. Don't get me wrong, but but uh, you can you can. Uh, you can get a little fun out of just about everything if you want to. So we just had a big retirement for my buddy Greg last uh, Friday evening, and we had a blast. I mean, it was just, it was a fun shindig. Ate well, had a few beverages, and watched a bunch of pictures and movies of old stuff. And, and it was just a lot of fun, I thought. So, uh, and he was 47 years with the company. So, so that's a big deal. We're going to miss him a lot. No, it's great. And you, you mentioned family. That's exactly what... You know, I came out and did the visit in December, and and when I was leaving, Craig asked me what I thought, and I'm like, it does. It feels like home, right? It really feels like a, a yep. family operation, and it's nice to be part of a small family. It is, it is really, and and he talks about that a lot about the family, and and uh, we always had that, we always knew it, but Craig is able has been able to mold it into a, a I don't know, it, it, we recognize it more now than what we did, I think, in the past, so. So yeah, that's that's it. You're, you're part of the family now, and uh, you have my phone number. I tell everybody, even the old guy, and I talk to uh, salespeople and engineers here every week. I talk to Craig every week, a couple times. Uh, he'll have something that he'll bounce off me, so I'm happy about that. And uh, uh, I think maybe 30, 40 years from now, when you're president, you can probably have the same <laughs> have the same gig when you retire. I hope not 40 years from now, maybe not even 30. <laughs> okay. Well, you take your time and, and uh, have fun with it, and it'll be awesome. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. I, 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 at the very end, I always say, hey, okay, so here's a couple minutes for you to just, you know, we, we've really covered everything, but, uh, you know, tell me, tell me what you want out of the next two, three, four, five years. What's, what's your goal here? Well, I think for, for myself, it's really to grow and, 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 uh, you know, I'd love to be the, the, the Russ Bauer of the upper Midwest, right? Um, you know, and, and really perform in a way that, you know, I know people are excited about me joining the company. And, and I told Craig, I'm like, geez, you're putting a, putting a lot of pressure on, yep. but uh, I hope I can deliver. But, but I also really uh, want to have that fun, right? I mean, life is short. I, I said, I've been helping my parents out with, you know, my dad just turned 72. It's not very old. And so I really, for me, work has got to be fun and uh, I, I like the family atmosphere and and again I, I want to push myself to to learn the products and 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 deliver so that's what I hope to accomplish in the next couple of years 
Well, that sounds great to me. I should be, Craig says I get to hang around until he retires, so that's about two years. So hopefully I can help you with all that. And, uh, and uh, you'll be, I, I, I know you'll be successful. I could tell that the first time I met you. So, and my mom and dad are nuts. My dad's 89, my mom's 85. They were just at my weekend, my house for the weekend for a party. So, <laughs> so I, I, I hope your father is, uh, hope your father gets better. And, and, and well, thank uh, you. It's, it's, it'd be tough. I don't know. That'll be a hard one. When that when that comes to pass someday, but heck, they may live forever. I don't know. They're kind of crazy, I guess. So <laughs> anyway, well, thanks thanks so much for coming in and chatting with us. Uh, I'm sure uh, all of our listeners, uh, customers, friends, enemies, all the different people that listen to this, uh, will be excited to see you out there, and uh, they'll know you're coming because uh, uh, a lot of folks uh, pay attention to what happens at Aversist, and and uh, this will hopefully give them some idea of the. Gal, it's going to come knocking on their door up in the Minnesota and uh, and uh, uh, I assume Michigan, wherever Montana, wherever. I, I don't know what kind of territory they even gave you, but whatever it is, I'm sure you'll be successful. Thanks, Russ. Folks, I hope you enjoyed our chat today. Uh, we're looking forward to working with Leticia, and uh, we're happy to be able to have a one-on-one -on -one with her. She's uh, brand new, should have been nervous, didn't seem to be nervous at all. So we're happy about that. Stay tuned. We'll have some more podcasts coming up. We have uh, a lot of new surprises, some old ceramic guys uh, coming in to visit, uh, to tell the story of the uh, quote-unquote ceramics industry back even before me. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that with some of these guys pretty soon. And then we'll start getting into some applications, specific applications that, that some of you uh, out there uh, live every day. So stay tuned. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook at Callenborn Abresist USA and LinkedIn is Callenborn Abresist Corporation. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next time. And don't forget to laugh often and lead a rare life. podcast is produced and edited by Up There Media, LLC. 